Hey guys, welcome to Mama's Podcast. Um, I've been gone for a minute, now I'm back. Isn't that a song? That is a song. I can't remember the first. <laughs> but um, I'm super excited to be back and I'm super honored to have an amazing co-host here, here with me today. Um, today I have Quintina Briscoe, speech language pathologist. I'm super excited to hear everything that she has to offer today. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right in, let you guys get all of this greatness here today. Um, so I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself in the background of what she does. All right. Hey, guys. The song was I've been gone for a minute, but I'm back hey. with the jump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I was so pressed to say it, too. So um, I am Quintina. Um, you heard my name already. So let me get into what I do. I'm a speech language pathologist. I work with children from the ages of zero to about 15, um, and it goes all the way up to 90. Um, but I specifically started working with children, um, well, pediatrics, because the field of speech language pathology is so broad. Um, let's see. I graduated from HU, and <laughs> I um, got my master's from Howard. And then before that, I got my um, bachelor's from UDC in the same major. So I've been studying speech pathology for quite a while now. Um, Let's see. After that, I just started working full time. And now I'm with my own company, um, treating, diagnosing individuals. So I'm just excited about just the field in general. Yes. Let's clap it up for the mompreneurs out here. I'm super excited. (laughs) So um, what, how did you decide that this was something that you wanted to pursue in the beginning? Okay. So this is the real tea. Y'all want the real, real, I'm sure. <laughs> like I didn't see it happen. This is not something that came to me in my dreams. <laughs> I didn't see it play out. But specifically, my sister is a speech language pathologist too. And I remember um, when she started school in speech pathology, she was driving up with me to Coppin State where I went for a little while. Um, and she was, she asked me like, Quintino, what are you going to major on? This is very, very important mm-hmm. because you need to make sure you're making money when you get out. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I decided to do physical therapy. But then um, my sister's like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Started taking classes and I wasn't really interested in it. But the real real is that <laughs> my sister called me when I was in college one day. And this is a real story, guys. <laughs> she called me and she was like, oh, my gosh, look at my check. And she sent me a picture of her check. So I seen her check and I was like, see, yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Oh, <laughs> So it all started from a check. OK, so I was like, OK, I'm going to do that. Um, And then I started taking some classes. Um, I ended up coming back home because I ended up getting pregnant. Okay. (laughs) That's the real, real. Okay. Um, I ended up coming back home and then just started taking some classes. And I really, truly, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the, just all of it. You know, the figuring out diagnosis to the articulation and phonology and um, figuring out what might be the problem, how to fix it. And I'm a fixer by nature. Mm-hmm. So when I started to see that, you know, I really like this, it's kind of like science. Yeah. So it was like, I really like it. I fell in love with it and I just took off from there. That is super dope. <laughs> okay. So I'm like low key hating because <laughs> I really never found my passion <laughs> until now. <laughs> but 
my career is basically in HR and I literally don't like HR at all. I hate it. But, you know, started with a check, right? (laughs) Started with a check. But I do not encourage you guys to start with a check. I know. Okay. (laughs) Go with your passion. So, um, I really just wanted to, first of all, clap it up for this amazing mom. Um, So, I follow a lot of dope moms on Instagram and Facebook, and I meet a lot of dope moms at these events that I go to. Um, But some of them, of course, I pick out as like, oh my gosh, she's super dope. She's super inspiring. She's super motivated. Um, And Quintina is one of those. Um, I originally met you from my sister, my oldest sister. Uh, my nephew and her son were best friends. Yes. They were uh okay, what was that group name? Um it was um Mindless Behavior. Mindless Behavior. Oh my they were the the original Mindless Behavior, okay? <laughs> they were some dancing machines, okay? So I loved them from the from the job. So um I just wanted to like first off, uh I do want to rewind it back to your um profession first. Um, Can you share with us some tips on how to recognize delays of speech, learning development, and what are the next steps that parents should take? Oh, sure. So um, what I would truly advise parents, I can tell you what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have children and they have siblings, I would say do not compare one sibling's growth to another sibling's growth. So many times I get parents that say, well, John John, he was saying his first word at one. And now Malik. <laughs> I fell attacked. I I'm sorry, I'm not no. going shit. I don't That's know. That's definitely Listen. me. I'm like, well, Hunter was uh-huh. saying ridiculous at age two. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, but Malachi, he's he's just he's not saying anything and he's one in, in two months. And I'm like, oh no. So that's the first thing we don't want to do, y'all. Okay. We do not want to compare our children to their siblings. I mean, even their cousins and mm-hmm. things like that. Because specifically, every child learns individually. You know, everybody is individually savvy. Right. You know, so um, everybody is their own individual self. So that's the one thing I would say. There are a lot of things I can say, give tips on what not to do. But that's the one thing that really came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it was what not to do is compare your child to other children. But what I would say is good to do is to... When you see that there's a problem or there might be a problem, mm-hmm. I would look up the developmental norms okay. of the child your age. So you can find that online. Um, you can actually visit my website at pediatricspeechlab.com. You can find it there. It just gives you the developmental norms of, okay, John John is two years and three months. Okay. At this age, a child is supposed to have this many words or use this many words in a sentence or request this, or be using this many words in their vocabulary. So all ages have like a chronological developmental norm. Okay. So I would say one thing that you should definitely do is to look at the norm. A lot of parents don't even realize that there is a norm for articulation as well. So some children, you know, some parents, a lot of times they come and they're like, you know, um, Miley's three and she's not um, saying um, spaghetti. Okay. But that is okay. Because developmentally, you know, we have researched and have come up with developmental norms as far as articulation. And the S phoning, the S sound is not even produced until about eight or nine. Oh, wow. Seven or eight, one of those, between seven and eight. And then um, the SP 
which is also a blend, which is considered a consonant cluster, mm -hmm. the S and the P, um, that's not produced until about around eight or nine, seven, eight or nine, one of those. That's interesting. Yeah. So if Miley's four and she's not saying spaghetti, it's okay. Let her say what she wants to say. <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> but exactly. But there are um, developmental norms for different things. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's good. Because um, actually, actually, a lot of adults still can't say some of those words. Exactly. That's Electricity, uh -huh. things like that. So uh -huh. that's very interesting to know. <laughs> yes. um, so like I said, she's pretty dope. Um, I absolutely love how you parent. Thank I you. told her that um, I <laughs> have two boys. Um, she has one boy, but Okay, first of all, sis be at the gym at like five in the morning. I'm like, how are you at kickboxing That's at five in the morning? Listen, and I closed my friend. Look, one of my friends texted me. My friend Portia, she was like, um, sis, um, it's nine o'clock in the morning. You closed all your rings. So what is going on over there? I was like, I know I went to the gym. I'm so excited. I'm up and up. I'm like, oh my God, I need to calm down. I cannot. But by two, I crash. I cannot. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's one. Do what she got to do. That's the right? one thing she got. Okay. Um, and then you're like ultimate football mom. Yeah. Oh, like Jesus. traveling oh, and God. just everything. I'm like, okay. I feel like you know my life. Seriously. I'm like, okay, I watch different moms that are ahead of me and I'm like, okay, this is what I have to prepare for. I have to prepare for her. It's fun be. though. It does look fun. It's fun, um, but when you have stuff to do, exactly, it's not fun. So that's why I'm saying the balance. How do you balance it? Because Hunter just started in the sports age kind yeah. of realm. Uh, we've tried football. We don't think that's a no-go. Okay. Um, well, we think that's a no-go for him. Um, he likes to watch it, but playing it is just not his thing. He loves basketball and baseball. Mm. So we've kind of like centered in on those two. Um, whereas Jax likes to tackle everybody in the house. So he's okay, probably going to be football. football. Mm -hmm. So, um, how do you balance? Because the schedule with Hunter was like, y'all got to practice like three times a week. Yeah. You got a game on Saturday. Yeah. It was just way too much. I was like, when am I supposed to cook? When am I supposed mm -hmm. to get stuff ready? We mm -hmm. get home. I still got to do homework. So like, how do you balance it all? Mm. Um, and I have seen you. Um, y'all don't think I'm a stalker. I'm not a stalker. I just no, like watch people stories. on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. But I see her and she's doing her thing. She's doing her work. She's watching Bible study or whatever uh -huh. she's doing. And she's still doing homework at the same time. And I'm like, listen, multitasking is hashtag momish. Exactly. Hello. Hashtag momish. Listen. That's exactly what it is. Listen, I'm about to ask her for a shiny shirt. <laughs> Look, I'm listening. This mom is. Listen, I already got your present right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do have her shirt today. I do. You no, know, my size I'm not small. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, look, no, it was the kickboxer thing. I was like, I know this is, yeah, but no. I got you. I will, okay, I will right. switch it out. Because okay. I slacked off. All right. So, um, what were you saying? How to balance? How to balance it all. All right. So, um, all right, so I'm not a crier, but I do cry. <laughs> like, I can't do it all. Like, I can't. I'm definitely a crier. Yeah, I'm just like, this is crazy. And a lot of times I'm like, who told me to do this? Like, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Why did you think you could? And I think that the answer is because we can. Yeah. You know, I think we are the strongest I individuals so. on this planet. 
<clears throat> and um, how I balance. Oh, wow. Um, sometimes I ask myself that, actually. But I do a lot as far as planning. Okay. So I plan, but I'm going to be very transparent with you guys. I plan, but sometimes it does not always go as planned. By the time I get to the end of the day and everything that I was supposed to do, I might have checked two things off on that list. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, too, managing is seeing the expression on my son's face. Yeah. Because if I'm not there, mm-hmm. it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> it's not. So then it's just more so like, okay, I got to get it done. And I'm, you know, I'm not really a big crier, but I just... I mean, there's nothing else that I have to do. You know, I wake up, just like you said, I go to the gym or kickboxing if I, you know, mm-hmm. if I try to do that. Um, he just switched schools. So we actually have to be out of the house by 6.20 a.m. Um, and it's a sacrifice. I think we all know as moms how much we sacrifice daily. Definitely. So that is one of the things, too. It's just a sacrifice um, he won't allow me not to be there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, during football season, I'm sorry, y'all, I cannot wait till January. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> when I tell you, listen, when football season comes, he wants me at every game. He wants me at the practices. He wants me to sit in my car. He told me I can't get out of my car now. Oh, my goodness. To mingle with the parents. I'm like, chill. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think um, planning, um, realizing that your child is a sacrifice, you know, loving them is not just buying them things exactly. and make sure they're they're fed. Exactly. But it's actually being there and comforting them and and having you know making sure they know that you're there all the time. The other day, last week, his dad is always like, "Why are you not mad when I don't come? Why are you never mad? Why do you want your mom to be here?" So he actually asked him. He was like, "What?" He asked me first, and I was like, "I don't know why DJ wants me mm-hmm. to always be at these games. Like, I, I don't even do anything." Of course. Y'all know I'm well, you know I'm a football mom. <laughs> so I'm on the sideline yelling his name and stuff. But um his dad's asked him, he's like, Why do you want your mom to be here? And this he's like my dad. He's like, I need to know what she's doing all the time. And if she's not here at this game, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> and y'all don't know me from a can of paint, whatever that means. <laughs> but you know how mother and father's put yes. a can of paint. What does that mean? But um if you I'm just like, I don't do anything. You don't know me, but I don't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the most lamest person when oh it comes gosh. to an outing life. <laughs> I think that a Friday night is sitting, catching up on work, looking at TV, and falling asleep on the couch. No. That's the, new, that's the new norm. Yeah. Part, actually. Yeah. And I see you, too. And sometimes I'm like, even on your stories, like, she got it together. <laughs> she didn't cook this five-course meal. Mm-mm. She didn't clean up the room, got stuff labeled. Lord, this is Listen. crazy. How, what am I going to do? So what do you think about my strategies? Because you do well. No, I do well because, <laughs> like you said, I, I have to. But there's days when I'm like, I am a crier. I will cry. Yeah. And I will actually get anxiety. And I right. tell everybody I never experienced anxiety. I've never experienced anxiety until I had kids. And I was like, this this is not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on constant worry. I'm on constant, I got to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I do cook because I love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and eating out gets old because I'm tired of everything in Wardorf at this point. Yeah. And then also, like, um, 
I just grew up with my grandmother. Originally, we lived with my grandmother, so I've watched her cook like all the time. Yeah. So that's just the thing for me. Yeah. Some things you just pass down yeah, from how I you agree. were raised. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cleaning thing, I just got into the organization piece of my life because yeah. I was just like, listen, two something boys, something has to give. Has to give. <laughs> Hunter's yeah. room looks like a teenager is already. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. So does my son. Why He's are pretty there pretty. empty Gatorade bottles and chip bags? And yeah. no. So and nip I, it in the bud now. Okay. Because I did it. So and I actually awful. implemented her suggestions <laughs> of making like these visual posters in Hunter's room. And for a while he was doing really good. He was excited about it. He's like, make my bed, uh-huh. put my clothes in the basket, do my bookshelf. Uh-huh. But now I'm like, bruh, what's happening? Right. And so you know what I would say about that? Because you I mean we all get tired of things. Mm-hmm. What I would say is offer like a reinforcer. Okay. So what that would be is what are you working for? Okay. Because I mean we're human. We're gonna work for something. Exactly. We're not just gonna keep doing the same things over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Like we go to work every single day because we're earning a check. Facts. You know, so you know, the kids wanna do something to earn a toy or some dollars or you know, it's just it's more of a chore. If he has something to earn, yeah, then we call it in the in the rehabilitation field a reinforcer. So I will offer those now to get him more excited about it. Because he told me Mommy, why are you why are you cleaning my room? I like it dirty. No, no, you no. don't. <laughs> you will not like your room dirty. My future daughter-in-laws will not talk about me like a dog, <laughs> telling me I did not raise myself. Yes. Right. Okay, so no. So I'm definitely going to do the reinforcing thing and offer an incentive. Um, but also, as my kids are getting older, and as we know, like the generation is changing. Um, school system is changing things that they hear in school are changing Mm. things that they're exposed to and Mm. they experience Mm. at these this age is different um i have conversations with my niece all the time because at the age of 18 i'm like heartbroken for her because she's lost so many people and it's due to the violence in dc a lot of her friends have been killed um by gun violence last night exactly Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know what i remember being her age and probably losing a older uncles yeah, or older not family your members, not my friends. And if it was one of my friends, it was something like um, something that was prepared for. Like right. I knew this person had Sick. leukemia, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. it was more of a prepared thing. Right, um, right, so right. I can't imagine. So one thing that I do admire about about you and your son's relationship is that you guys have open conversation. Oh, girl. Um, you guys have a great friendship, but you also have like, I'm the mom. So you, it's, there's no like crossing the boundary mm-hmm. I see. So mm-hmm. how do you get that? Because as my boys are growing older, especially Hunter, how do I keep that open line of communication where he's not afraid to come and tell me any and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, or how did you kind of like, mold that into yeah um you know what and it's coming to me i think my spirit is telling me and this is true i always get to it before the world gets to him okay so we started talking about sex can Mm -hmm. i say that on the podcast yes you can say that on the podcast (laughs) we started talking about sex at eight okay um because he was asked if somebody could give him fellatio at eight wow a young girl 
Wow. At, she was about his age. Mm-hmm. And so he told me, he was like, Mom, somebody asked me this. And I'm like, um, excuse me, you said what? <laughs> but, I mean, I think we just have to start realizing that our children are exposed to so much more. Yes. And we have to get to them before the world gets to mm-hmm. them. So even if you're, and I know some of y'all might, because even I'm thinking, like, this is not really... I don't want you to start talking to your kids about sex at like six yeah. and eight, you know, but this was brought to him and he willingly told me, mm-hmm. you know, somebody asked me, a young girl asked me to do this. And this is the age that we're growing up in. We have to be more cognizant of what we're letting our children see. Okay. You know, who we're letting our children hang around. Exactly. Um, what type of family is my child's friend does my child's friend have Mm -hmm. what do they practice and I think that the line of communication came in probably at that moment when he was eight down to I mean he's a preteen now he just turned 12 a few last week and I I asked him not all the time we don't have these conversations but I do ask him like do you want to have sex? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're preteen. Right. People, men lose their virginity at 12, Early, 13. Yes. yes. You know, I've heard that before. So I definitely, you know, opened that line of communication. And he's like, I mean, one day I do. And I asked him, like, why do you want to do that? Right. You know, why do you? And he's like, I mean, I don't know. So then I did explain to him spiritually, you know, you belong to your wife. Mm-hmm. Your wife belongs to you. Mm-hmm. You know, the bodies of you both. Don't you want to say that? So we go into deep conversations about it. Um, I tell him, you know, these days it doesn't work, you know, to just say, don't have sex or your penis. Exactly. Home. That's not, that's, that's not going to It's not going to work. It's not going to work. But I do like that you did that where you explained to him, like, your body is for your wife. Because a lot of times I know me growing up, it was always the conversation you had with the girls. Like, you're saving yourself. You're saving yourself. Save yourself for your husband. And like you said, like, Mm -hmm. we grew up... Like, if you have sex, you're going to hell. Exactly. You have to die. You did. Just don't do it because you're going to die. I'm like, whoa. I'm well, like, Susie did it. Okay. She ain't dying. So, uh, and that's exactly what he said to me. He was like, well, I mean, of course, I had him out of marriage. Mm-hmm. His dad had him out of marriage. Right. So, you know, it was, we're not going to go into spiritual fornication. <laughs> Look, that's what it was. But he basically was just like, well, my dad didn't die. You didn't die. And I'm like, so now I feel like I'm not an example to my child. I know, I know. What am I talking about? So now it's more of the real way I tell him, you know, baby, it's safer. Yeah. You know, it's safer for you to wait. You're not missing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, but I remember people telling me that as well. And then it going in one ear and out the other. Exactly. Like, I mean, I got pregnant right out of high school. So that was just like, okay, whatever. You know, my mom didn't have those conversations with me, which is why I opened it up to my son. And even now, he tells me about the girls. I mean, I go through his phone. You know, his dad goes through his phone. Yes. You know, this is not something. This is an open door policy. You know, we don't close doors in my house. I mean, that's just not going to work. So, I mean, I feel like and he's open about it because he's like, mommy, this girl wants to be my girlfriend. And I'm just not ready yet. I'm just not. I'm like, okay, Yeah. You know, so. It probably just came from that and trying to get him to, you know, for me to get to him before the world does. Because they're going to see a lot of things. Exactly. And I'm so nervous. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to hear about the girls, but I want to hear about the girls. Ex- Listen, okay. you want to hear about the girls. Because it's just like way too much going it on. It's way too much. Um, but like you said, like, 
the school thing, they're growing up faster. Um, it was a young lady was speaking to me the other day. We mm. randomly started having a conversation about one, we was talking about the comparison of kids. Um, and also we we started talking about how this generation is so different. And yeah. she was sharing with me that um her nephew came home and said someone asked him, Was he gay? Right. And he's eight. And I was like, listen what Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. what and she was like they had to explain to him in that moment that you're not labeled as anything and they had a whole conversation about everything and I was just like oh my gosh and then not even that I feel like that even opens up the door for him to say "Hmm, am I am I gay exactly you know it's like or what is gay or how do I do that or should I be gay I'm telling you you know so now and that's the worst place to be is it with the curiosity questions yeah when I'm telling (laughs) y'all never had anxiety until I became a parent yes that's true like I'm just like lord what (laughs) this is a lot this is a job this is this is serious and I think that's what like resonated with me with the podcast because like I was like well there's no parent handbook nobody's telling us what to do so I find it pretty dope to talk to other moms and even when the dads come on I get their perspective as men um just pretty much sharing this information so that we kind of have something at least because I can't continue to parent blindsided and make up things as I go. I'm just like, listen, sis, did you go through this before? Exactly. What did you do? What did you do about it? Because you look like you turned out fine. Yes. And now I'm just so prayerful. You know, a lot of times, all the time, I'm just so God-filled. You know, I just, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So that is what moves me, even in conversation. You know, he might be having a bad day. But the Holy Spirit will tell me, you know, to talk to him about certain things. Right. Or so that just really, that really assisted me too with getting a grip. Yeah. Because knowing the Lord has just literally trans, it's just, my life has been so, um, it's been different. <laughs> it's been amazing. It, it has. So. And I, I honestly think it's a difference in even Christianity and the churches now, because right. I feel like when we grew up, it was set in stone, you know, don't have sex. Don't talk about sex. Don't right. be around right. sex. Right. Don't but watch we don't TV. don't talk about it, we're going right. to wonder about it. Right? We're going to wonder about it. And we grew up wondering about it and being curious yeah. and things like that. And I'm like, now I feel as though. There's more, um, like the ministers are more open to having those conversations. Mm -hmm. We have more parents that aren't like religious, I guess I would say, because there's a difference between being religious. And sometimes you can be so religious that you are not spiritual. Exactly. And you're missing things. You're missing it. And like you (laughs) said- I, my mom, like, I feel like we both turned out amazing. Yeah, of course. We're amazing young women. Our moms good. did great. But I feel like what she said opened in the lines of communication mm-hmm. more often because, listen, I was never talking to my mom about boys. I wasn't talking about sex. I wasn't talking about, listen, mm-hmm. if I'm really being, like, transparent with you guys, <laughs> Doris Robinson, because I know she's going to be listening, <laughs> we could not have a boyfriend until we turned 18. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I wanted to, if you call my house, 
you would hear, praise the Lord. Uh-huh. And I would be like, oh my gosh, can we stop answering the phone like this? And so I would answer the phone. I would be like, hello. And my mom would be standing next to me like, what'd you say? I'm uh, like, praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. Praise the Lord. Hello. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. But boys could not call my house. So I would yeah. literally go to my sister's house and have boys call yes. her house. Yes. Um, so it was just a, a sneaking around thing. And when you sneak around, things happen. And I'm not getting I'm getting this realization right at this moment. Like that's crazy mm-hmm. because my house was the same way. That is such a realization. You just made that really real for me. It is. Because my dad did not allow me to polish my nails until I was like 11th grade. Yep. Okay. He did not allow me to flat on my hair until I was out of high school. And I had to beg to do it around 11th grade. He did not let me color. No, he didn't let me color my hair. That's what it was. He did not let me color my hair. We could not wear red fingernail polish because that was a whole color. Like, it was serious. We couldn't watch TV on the weekdays. Listen. But I feel like because I was so, like, withheld, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, I'm out of here? Oh, that's just it. I'm about to go crazy. Let me get into that. Let me get into that. So let me get into that. Um, when, okay, so I couldn't do the, any of that. I couldn't attend any homecoming games or um, dances until my senior year. And the only reason I attended my senior year is because I snuck and ran for homecoming queen. And I got <laughs> runner up and they gave me a free ticket and I had to attend and all this stuff. Yeah. So my mom was like, Furious one. I was like, I have to go. Like, I have to go. They want me to show up. But when you say breaking out, when I went to college, I went to Norfolk State. Yeah. Because I was determined to get the heck up out of here. It was only three and a half hours away. But when I got to Norfolk State, I got in my dorm. And I was like, the first week, I cried about two days because I missed home. Yeah. But after that, I didn't know. I started meeting people. And I was like, wait. I can stay out as long as I exactly. want. Exactly. Wait, I'm gonna tell you when I'm coming in. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I can have co-ed visitation. Listen. Oh, if, even if it was only the midnight, I'm still having a Why do you think I left Coppin State? <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell you this. I had class from y'all. I had class from eleven. I mean from eleven. From Thursday to <laughs> no, from Monday to Thursday. Thursday night, I was out of there. I went and stayed at my son's father's house all weekend until Monday morning. Cause just like you said, you mean to tell me I can stay? Exactly. You mean to tell me? Ain't nobody calling me? Child, I'm staying out all night. And then what happened? I got pregnant. That's that's the right there for your butt. Listen, I got pregnant. So it's like breaking out. And it when is. you break out, we have made that mistake. Yes. I mean, I got pregnant. You know, of course, by 1,000, you know, a million positions my son is not a mistake yeah but he's truly been a blessing yeah but i was out there mm-hmm. and these are the results that should that's i say the, exactly those are the results <laughs> and it, it it's it's one thing to be like have that fear put that fear into your kids hearts yeah but like i said i don't want them to be fearful where they can't come to me right and sometimes right. i felt that with my parents where Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. I got pregnant with Hunter at 26. Yeah. And I was scared. Oh, wow. Really? And everybody was like, why are you scared exactly. to tell your parents? Like, you're 26 years old. You got your own job. You got your own car. And I was like, y'all, 
y'all don't know my mom and my and my, my stepdad. <laughs> Listen, so I text my uh, sisters and was like, "Yo, I'm pregnant. I got like tons of tests done because I went in. They said I had bronchitis, and I was like, cool. Oh wow, give me my yeah. medication. They were like, oh, we can't give you the medication because you're pregnant. I was like, I'm what? <laughs> I cried. John was like, you're what? Then I cried again. And then the next two days I spent taking pregnancy tests at home. And then I went to my primary care doctor, got a blood test done. And I was just like, okay. You had so, to go all the way to the blood test. Okay. The pit, the, I was uh, like, the what's happening? wasn't enough for you. It wasn't enough for me. I was like, okay. Text my sisters like, yo, I'm pregnant. And they stood in the kitchen while I texted my mom. And I just sent her a long message like, listen, I don't know how you going to feel about this, you know. I've got my own job, got my own car, blah, blah, like, it is what it is, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was legit scared, but she ended up being happy about it. Yeah. Um, Because she was just like, you're grown. Yeah, you were grown. But that fear from my teen years traveled into my adult years yeah. where I was just like, I still cared what my parents thought, where mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, what, girl? You Bye. are 26. <laughs> Listen, I first got pregnant out of high school when I had to deliver stillbirth. I had to deliver at six months. Um, and crazy enough, well, even with that pregnancy, my sister called me. She was going through something. And she picked up and was like, girl, do you know? And she's like, hello, Quintina? And I'm just like, yeah. It's like, what's wrong with you? You're not saying anything. I was like, I'm pregnant. She was like, oh. She's like, okay, we have to go tell mommy and daddy. We have to go. Girl, so we ended up going over there, walking down the driveway. I have three older sisters walking down the driveway with our heads down. So Ooh. they're like, my mother's outside the porch, and she's like, what's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with you? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, mom, my sister's like, mom, just come inside. And at this point, my parents still thought that I was a virgin. Let's see. Out of high school. So, and I was supposed to leave for school the next day. Ooh. Isn't that bad? God, I'm sorry. I'm so God, I'm so grateful that he gives me grace and mercy, child. My father said, you what? You pregnant? What's a house? What's a house? <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I just did it. But yeah, it was definitely as soon as I got from under their wing, it, it, we tur- I turned mm-hmm. up. Yeah, for sure. You turned up. I learned how to drink. Like... I mean, yeah. being, having an older sister definitely helped because I was able to talk to her about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, she kind of exposed me to drinking first so right. that, and I don't condone it. However, like I appreciated it because mm-hmm. once I got to college, I wasn't flat out drunk doing crazy nonsense right. because I had experienced drinking before and I experienced going out before with her. But yeah, listen, you definitely turned up listen, a lot because listen. you- Breaking free, like you said. Yeah. And that's what I don't want for my son. Exactly. So that's where I went, like, okay, son, if you have now, and I even went at this far, and mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm hearing this to share this. Um, I talked to him about, um, I said, okay, baby, okay, so you know that when girls come on their cycle, mm-hmm. they can get pregnant. And I said, you don't want to be a dad at, you want to be a dad at 12? No. He's like, no, mommy, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, this is the real, like, what you want? Like, this is it. You know, that's just the realization of them knowing. Right. You know, girls can get pregnant as young as 10, you know, and leaving the school that I currently work for one day, I was driving down the street and this girl, I promise you, she might've been like 12, about to go on 13. Her stomach was out here. Ooh. And I was like, poor baby. Yeah. Like, just so you know, 
you can you and as you can you can be a dad at twelve. Being real with them, so sit down somewhere. Sit down somewhere. Listen, because listen, you don't have no money, and I ain't trying to be a grandma too soon. So that's Mm -hmm. like. Oh, just not letting them get. So that answers your question, guys. We went on and on for about we 15, went, 20 minutes. <laughs> yep, exactly. Listen, do not let the world expose them before you before can. you get to them, which means sometimes you have to introduce things to them um, at an earlier age. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people might say, no, no. Why? Why? But either you're going to teach them or their friends are going to exactly or the Internet. Or the inter- or TV or shows, TV shows. A lot of these cartoons Steve. have hidden messages. Yeah, these days. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. Yeah, my son is out of cartoons, out of cartoon stage. But I remember SpongeBob had some episodes, mm-hmm. and that was a little sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and if you have to have a glass of wine while doing it, then you know by all means, because all moms need wine, right? Mm-hmm. But this was super dope. Thank you, Quintina, for coming of by. Um, we'll definitely have to do a part two of this because I just like genuinely enjoyed the conversation. Um, but yes, guys, if you have any follow-up questions for her, feel free to, um, send them to www.momishpodcast.com. Um, also check out her website. She's going to give it again one more time. So it's pediatricspeechlab.com is the website. Um, my Instagram, can I give my Instagram? Yes. Okay, so it's do. at pediatricspeechlab.com, which is my business page. And then there is at CEO Quintina, which is my personal page. But also I want them to check out the um, app that I have in the yes. app store. So that's an app store. It's Pediatric Speech Lab. If you put in Speech Lab, it'll come up. But they send out, you know, little reminders every day. Um, children, moms, if you're on here and you have a child with some type of diagnosis, you know, we you be able to talk to other women. Um, uh, we do some meetup events soon, probably early January, well, early 2020. Um, you'll get conversation from other speech pathologists. It has a speech pathologist locator, some flashcards. So that is in the Apple store, okay. the Apple app store and the Google Android store. Yes, definitely check out her Instagram because she does like videos throughout the week um, that gives like dope tips um, to check out. So, yes, this has been amazing. Welcome back, guys. I'm so excited. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye, (laughs) y'all.